1: Wouldn't it suck if I really talk like that? I'm Mr. Smith. I'll be hanging out on the show with you guys. So without further ado, here's your host, life coach, speaker, all-around badass, just happens to be my beautiful bride, Amy E. Smith.
0: Baby doll. I'm ready. Ready to talk to the audience?
1: So ready. Fucking pumped right now. (laughs) So fucking pumped.
0: (laughs) You're such a bro right now. It's
1: like, fucked up, man. Let's do it.
0: Oh, my God. I'm really excited for this pod. This We we did an iteration of this last year, and <clears> I thought this will be a good thing to do every single year to get our shit straight for for each new year as a we enter idea. into uh, was a 2017. Hit. Last, it was a hit this year. It was. Yeah. You're right. So first thing that you have to know, is we are going to be talking all about how to make epic shit happen in 2017. This is all about goal setting. It's how I craft my goals. It's how Mr. Smith crafts his goals. hmm And we have a freebie for you.
1: We interrupt this broadcast of The Joy Junkie Show to bring you this urgent free shit alert. Repeat, this is a free shit alert. You know, I was just looking back at like my goals for the year. I've accomplished almost all of them. Me too. Yeah. Me too. You write shit down, it gets done. That's right. It's so true.
0: I don't know why. I don't know the exact science, but I do know that it works. And it's better yeah. to actually <clears> take <throat> pen to paper than it is even to speak it out loud. But the worst thing you can do is keep it in the confines of your mind. Yeah. You have to at least say it out loud. In the
1: deep, dark confines of our mind, The
0: recesses of your mind. <laughs> so here's the deal. It's a free shit alert. I've created a free planning guide for 2017 for you. That's right, peeps. No cost at all. And you will want to have this either as you go through and listen to this or listen to this and then go download your free guide and go back through it and actually fill it in. You might want to listen to this episode a few times in order to actually – cement all of the things that you want to accomplish Get in the full Benny? yeah because y- you can have your worksheet next to you <laughs> and you can pause thing pause the episode and like think about things and then fill them out and yeah. that or can't just
1: like cuddle up with it and sleep with it for a little bit what? Yeah,
0: But the thing that <laughs> Get to know it better. a lot of times people will listen to the pod while they're driving or working out or cooking, and you can't really think about what are the what are the smart goals sure. that I want to create, right? Yeah, absolutely. So just kind of a forecast for you around that. So you can find that free guide at thejoyjunkie.com slash 183. You'll see it right there. You just tell us where to send it, and we'll shoot it right over to your inbox. Sweet. But uh, before we jump into all sorts of serious goal setting, why don't we warm up the mics a little bit with your segment?
1: All right. Would you rather? So uh, this week's Would You Rather is, would you rather have the ability to know the truth about everything? Like everything in your life you would know the truth about. Wow. Or... Live of a euphoria and not know the truth about anything. Just be happy all the time and never know the truth.
0: Fuck. That's hard. Okay, so is it only about... It's only about, like, our life. Things that
1: relate to you. It's
0: not like, I would know everything about physics and calculus and... No, no, no. no. Just, like, the
1: truth. Like, about your political system. A truth about how your food gets on your plate. Truth about, you know, like, just things that are, like, in your life. Oh, my
0: God. Um... Dude, it this is crazy because it's just making me think how much a blind eye we turn to so much.
1: That's exactly what made me think of it.
0: Wow. Uh, what would you do?
1: It's it's I just feel like it's so much easier to live in euphoria than it is to know the truth about things. And right. people hide from the truth a lot. And that's one of the things I think is kind of uh, staining our reputation as we as Americans don't really face the truth about things. That's right. We look for a pill. We look for, you know, we look for the short way out and uh, and that might just be humans, but it just seems like if I knew the truth about everything, at least everything would be up front in my face and I would know what was going on. Right. There wouldn't be any, you know, sleight of hand or uh, any secrets kept. I would know it all.
0: Well, so here's where I get caught up with that is I think I already have... Done a lot of research about what's going on in our political system and what's going on, like with our food. For those instance. are just examples. But exactly, and with those two things, I've just barely scratched the surface, I and know. I already feel like I'm so overwhelmed about Aleppo, you know, in Syria. Know. I'm like, what the fuck is what what you know, and the, just I can't imagine with my my affinity or my tendency toward. Anxiety that I can't imagine that I could live a normal human life. Like, I think I would be overwhelmed. Too
1: much overwhelmed.
0: So I think I would actually pick the euphoria.
1: You would go with not knowing the truth about anything and just live in bliss.
0: I think, well, and so then I also think, like, okay, as humans, our primary drivers are pursuit of pleasure, avoidance of pain, right? Like, what we're always, every motivating choice that we make is based off of a notion that we think it will make us happy. It'll make us feel good. Right. So I'm thinking, God, if I could just bypass and just feel good all the time, why not? Yeah. But then like the do-gooder philanthropist in me is like, oh my gosh, no, we have so much work to do. Right. But then the anxiety piece of me is like, <laughs> oh my God, I would kill myself. Yeah, so I think I might have to go with the euphoria.
1: Yeah, I'm surprised by that.
0: Well, and then if you pick the... Knowing the truth, then... then,
1: What a great couple we'd make.
0: Yeah, so I'd be like the cheerleader for you.
1: Yeah, but then I'd be, you know, irritated with you because you'd always be happy. And I'm like, how could you be happy about this?
0: I know, I know. Wow. That's a really interesting one. I might change my mind, but... All right. Yeah, You're
1: allowed, but you have a 12-hour period where you have to nail down.
0: Okay, so we'll reconvene. Yeah. Awesome.
1: By the time the next podcast airs, how about that? Okay. i have a real answer from you.
0: Okay. (laughs) (laughs) all right anyway on the more serious matters yeah so well that's pretty serious but i want to talk about how to make shit happen in 2017 and obviously we're not the type of peep that peeps that make resolutions like resolutions are ideas they're not goals they're not plans they're not commitments and they're oftentimes really vague And a lot of times goals are too. So I want to talk about how to set up your 2017 to accomplish the things that really, really matter most to you. And there's a handful of ways to decipher exactly what that looks like. So one of the problems that I see really commonly as it relates to accomplishments and going after goals, particularly around the new year, is one, you make a goal in one major area. So people will say things like 2017 is the year I'm going to get fit or 2017 is the year I'm a better parent. I'm really going to own my parenting. Or 2017 is going to be the year I finally start my business or it's going to be all you know, all about business or breaking revenue goals or whatever. So they make these really awesome grandiose goals but they cater to one category of their life. And so these are the people who end up striving 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 for one major area and then wonder why their relationships are suffering or wonder why you know you've thrown yourself into your business but your health is lagging or you haven't gotten together with your your friends or you haven't had a date night with your spouse in mm-hmm, ages. Mm-hmm. So we tend to foster the the categories in our life that we think will bring us the most happiness or the category that we feel the most confident in, right? So it's fun mm-hmm. for me to work on you know, business goals because I feel fairly confident in that arena, right? <clears throat> so I want you to think about right now, there's usually areas in your life that you're like, ooh, yeah, I can't wait to work on my business or my health or my... Marriage or whatever. And then there's probably a whole other wealth of areas that you just blatantly ignore because the, they feel a little too uncomfortable and they're a little scary. Mm-hmm. So you'll see in the first page of your worksheet, we're going to give yourself a ranking of satisfaction in eight different areas of your life.
1: I love it. Like a pie.
0: Yeah, exactly. Okay. And this, this I was. Uh, introduced to by the Coaches Training in- Institute, or CTI, which is where I went to coaching school. And they call this the wheel of life. And I mentioned again at the beginning that there's a lot of problems that I often see with goal setting. One, obviously, is goals in only one particular area. The other that I see often is the goals are very vague. So it's like for yeah. my my relationship, I want more romance. Well, like, what the fuck does that mean, right? Or this is the year of health. Okay, well, does that mean working out four times a week? Does that mean hiring a trainer? Does that mean getting rid of gluten? Does that mean, you know, getting allergy tested? Does that, like, getting on top of your dental stuff? Like, what what the fuck does that mean?
1: Yeah, you know, I think um, when we say resolution, a resolution is convoluted these days. Totally. Right? But a resolution means that you've made up a- a firm commitment to something or that you have uh, resolved a solution to a problem or a situation, right? But the problem is with those is there's no plan. Right. There's nothing, there's no steps to take to get you there. It's too vague. There's no path to follow. Right. So this thing that you've built helps you build a plan to get there. Mm -hmm. So it, Resolution is the end result, right? You've made a firm commitment to get here, right? Your goals are what gets you there.
0: You got like little benchmarks. Does that make sense? Well, and that's why I was saying with resolutions, I mean, I think a lot of it is semantics and it's been kind of bastardized. But resolution is, you're right, it's like kind of the end result. But a commitment is just an idea until you you take it into action.
1: Right. That's the shorter version.
0: Right. But a commitment is just an idea yeah. until you put action behind it. And the action are the goals. That's right. That's right. So that's why I was saying at the beginning, it's not really a commitment. It's not, I mean, it's, I guess you could call it that, but <sighs> it's not unless it's followed up by action. So we get all pumped up and all excited at the new year, like, oh, I'm going to do all these things. It's but, natural. But we we don't have. Right, there's a very real energy to the new year. Sure. I feel it already. Yeah. And it's I love it. It's exciting. Me too. And it, it's a lot of natural momentum. However, if you do not have a plan to execute that goal or resolution, the likelihood of it ever coming to fruition is extremely small. Absolutely. So again, be sure to have your worksheet. We're going to go we're going to go through this. So On that first page, we're going to take a snapshot of where you are now in eight different categories and then where you would like to be in one year's time. So if you don't have it, the planning guide directly in front of you, I'm going to describe it so that you can get kind of an idea and then you can go back and grab it. But you'll see a spot where you have the ability to rank from a scale of one to ten. One being extremely dissatisfied, ten being extremely satisfied. Eight different areas of your life. So these are the eight areas: fun and recreation, significant other or partnership, spouse, whatever you want to call that. Career, money, spiritual growth, or personal growth. Uh, that could also be your religious uh, preferences, whatever your your spirit, spiritual self friends and family health and then physical environment like where you live and that can be everything from the micro view of your bedroom your room your house all the way to the state and country that you live in it's all about do i like my environment that i mm. that i'm <clears throat> influenced by okay okay so you're going to go and rank right now your level of satisfaction now we're not ranking this based off of quantity. So for instance, let's say you're newly single and you're super happy about that. that does, that's your level of satisfaction. So in significant other category, you might give yourself an eight, even though you don't have a significant other, but you're really happy being single right now. Yeah. All right. Same thing with money. You might not want a shit ton. You're really happy with where you are right now. It's not a quantity. It's a level of satisfaction in that area. All right? Same is true. Like you could be throwing yourself into a ton of personal development, but you're still not happy with where you are spiritually.
1: Sure.
0: Then what we're going to look at in the outer parameters, you're going to do the exact same thing with where you would like to be in 2017, one year from right now.
1: Like what number?
0: Right, exactly. What number? So you're going to rank them. So let's say, let's do something fictitious. <laughs> let's say right now I would rank my health at a five. And let's say by the end of 2017, one year's time, I would like to be at an eight. Right? So now I've got sort of this three-point gap that I need to, to bridge over the following year. Right? So we need to look at what does that look like to get to a level of satisfaction as an eight. So most of the time in health category, for example, people can really point to something very pivotal. Like, you know, for me, uh, last year, I've had a lot of issues with my knees. So I had some goals to do some very specific physical therapy for my knees. That fell under my health category. Yeah. Right? So... I also like to keep up on my dental stuff. I, you know, want to be vigilant about what I consume. And that definitely needs some revamping. And same thing (laughs) with physical fitness and, you know, how active I am. So you get to define what an eight looks like or what that really, what that is that you're really searching to attain. Okay. So before we craft the goals that go in those baby steps, we are going to look at SMART goals. This also, I was introduced through CTI and they they actually used the acronym a slight bit different. So I'm gonna give you an example of typical goal setting, and this is just a very basic kind of generic example, and how you can switch it under the SMART acronym and category. So basically what SMART stands for, the S is specific, M is measurable. A is achievable. R is resonant. So that's one that's typically different in SMART goals. Uh Uh, And T is time-oriented. So again, this is one iteration of SMART goals. The idea behind this is that this is where we untangle the vagueness. This is where we have some specificity. This is where we have some timeliness. This is where we craft sort of a put the skeletons together of this particular uh, goal that you have. Mm -hmm. So you'll see this on the second page of your planning guide. And so the example that I have here for you is, let's say that you you know that you want to up your category in friends and family. And one of the things that you'd really like to do, this is really a common thing out here in Southern California, is to get Disneyland passes for your family. So... If you were to do a SMART goal, the SMART goal would be purchase Disneyland passes for the family and plan five trips per year. Okay. Right? A not SMART goal or not falling under that particular acronym would be to say, like, this year I want to do more activities with the kids. Right. It's like, what the fuck? Why? What, what is that? Like, it's... It's not tw- smart. It's not smart. <laughs> so, that's where we're really looking at the specifics of it, right? So, we know... Purchase it's not specific, it Disneyland. It's
1: not measurable. Right. It's achievable. Because all you have to do is one more thing than you did last year.
0: Right. 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 Yeah,
1: that doesn't fill all the criteria.
0: So, then if we jump to the M under measurable... You can very easily tell if you've accomplished this goal or not because it's measurable. You can tell if you purchased the Disneyland passes and if you went five times a year. If you planned them, if you put them on your calendar, it's very easy. Not smart. Just saying more activities with the kids. There's no way to measure that because you're not – what what does the activity entail? Is that putting them to sleep? Like you don't – there's nothing to measure. Achievable. Always you wanna be able to say, is this possible to accomplish? You should be able to say yes, right? That one's a pretty basic one. Uh, the goal under the, the not smart category that you see there is so nonspecific that it's impossible to tell if it's realistic or not. It's like, I don't, I don't know, I guess it's achievable, but I don't, but it's just also not fulfilling. Resonant, this goal really does resonate with me because it honors my value around family and human <coughs> connection. And in the not smart category, again, just saying do more activities with the kids, it's challenging with a vague goal like this to be really resonant because it's hard to attach to your, attach yourself to something so nonspecific. Now, there's another pitfall that people stumble upon in this whole resonant category. And the idea behind resonance is that something really hits home for you. It's a desire of your heart. And... Sometimes we set up goals that are for other people, other people's happiness. Uh-huh. They're not really <clears throat> resonant with us. We're yeah. just doing them because our parents wanted us to or our kids wanted us to yeah. or our spouse wanted us to. And there's a huge problem with that because oftentimes we won't accomplish the goal or we'll be extremely bitter as we do it. So it doesn't cater to our fulfillment. Uh-huh. The whole idea around this whole idea concept about goal setting is that these are the things that are going to bring us more fulfillment. Like I was saying at the very beginning of the show, it's like we we think that there's all of these things that are going to make us happy. Oh, no, I'm sorry. I was doing this on a different episode. Uh, we think that there's all of these criteria, all these goals. Like if I check off all these things, then I'm going to be happy. Mm-hmm. So I'm actually going to link to last week's episode because we talk about how How to really love yourself when you don't love your current set of affairs. You don't love your body. You don't love the relationship you're in. And it's hard to separate who you are from all of these goals. Mm -hmm. So, again, go back to the show notes page, which is thejoyjunkie.com slash 183. That's also where you can get your planning guide that we're referencing during this whole show. Because what I want you to understand is when you start crafting these goals, these are not so that you will be worthy or valuable or liked. It is elements that you know will contribute to your happiness and your fulfillment. That's why the R of RESONANT in the SMART goal acronym is so important. Because it needs to be something that you want to create for your life for you. And... Again, listen back to last week's episode because we talk about, and if you don't accomplish those things, sure, be disappointed, but the situation sucks. You don't suck. There's a way to separate your value and your worth from your goals and what you want to attain and what you want to strive for. And then finally, you'll see that the T is time-oriented. That's basically just saying by this specific time, right? So if you're setting that measurement saying, I want to do five Disneyland trips with the family this year, okay, that means <clears throat> about once a quarter, maybe an additional one for a special occasion, let's get those on the calendar, there's very there's a time restraint associated with them. So that is an element that you really wanna keep in mind as you go through your goal setting because, if you don't kind of run them through that filter, oftentimes they will be very vague, right? They will be something that's not as quantifiable. Right. So be as specific as you can with those goals and try to set up goals in all categories, all areas of your life. So this particular wheel of life that you saw on the first page of your planning guide was introduced, again, like I said, through CTI to me and I kind of realized oh I'm more than just my career because at the time when I found coaching I was having a quarter life crisis I had completely enveloped my entire self-worth into my career I was not really nurturing any other category of my life except maybe our marriage but my friendships had fallen off I really wasn't doing very well with my health sure as fuck wasn't having fun and recreation at all. Personal growth wasn't even like on my radar at that time. So all of my goals, all of my energy was in this one category. So you'll see when you get to page three of your planning guide that there are opportunities for you to specify goals in all eight categories.
1: I love goals.
0: I love goals. Goals, goals, goals. <laughs> so you, you also don't have to create lofty, massive, ambitious goals in every single category. The idea, though, is that all of those categories, or most of them, cater to our fulfillment as humans in some way. So you deserve to live richly and tend to the things that bring you happiness. And I would guess that just work or just health or just relationship is not the only thing that brings you joy. So let's expand ourselves a little bit. We can have more than one resolution for Christ's sake, right? Right. Like we can do more than one thing within a year. So for instance, physical environment. For us, that goal is probably going to be our relocation to North Carolina. And there's a lot of sub-goals underneath that, a lot of baby step goals that would kind of fuel that massive big goal. So, for us, that probably will be one of the most paramount goals, right? So, something around, I don't know, fun and recreation might be a little bit smaller. It might be just a weekend away instead of a massive vacation in 2017. Right. Because so much of our energy and our focus, is, in order to preserve our sanity, will be going to this other massive goal. So, if you have something like you're going to start your business in 2017, awesome, yes. Have that be your goal, but then do not neglect those other categories where you could, like for instance, spirituality and growth, maybe you just put it on your to-do list to read one book a month or one book a quarter via audiobook while you're driving. That's not as lofty as a fucking cross-country move or starting your own business. So you can have kind of a hierarchy based off of what's most important to you to accomplish in the new year.
1: I think something else to add to that is, you know, most of us, when we get stressed out in one category, we forget about all the other categories and just focus on that one. That's right. Right. We're like, oh, this category, this category and everything else starts to fall away. So even if you have a lofty, you know, big, piece of pie in there, you have to make sure that you're still dabbling in the other pieces.
0: That's so true.
1: Because otherwise, your wheel is uneven. That's right. Right? And you're clunking down the road.
0: Mm -hmm. So
1: uh, that's my advice to you is to make sure if there is a big one on there where you are really putting some heavy energy and time and money and effort into one, Make sure you're touching on the other ones too because that's how what makes us well-rounded and that's what gets us fulfilled and that's what decreases stress. That's right. Right?
0: And it gives you the likelihood of accomplishing that big goal to begin with.
1: Exactly. You and need those other pieces to support the big one.
0: That's right. Yeah. It makes it much more harmonious and they can support the other goal. Right. So for instance, for our physical environment, You know, that's going to be a big goal for us because we're planning to move, right? So our friends and family is going to be a major piece of our pie because it's going to be so important to us to not only have their support, but to have quality time with them before we leave this coast. Yeah. Additionally, like our careers are huge pieces because they need to be transported. Mine isn't as big of a implication is yours but it's still very much a piece of the pie so the point is is that all of those things can have varying degrees of loftiness when it comes to the goal but don't neglect them
1: yeah
0: right don't neglect them because then you end up like it, it's like having four broken limbs and you're trying to like run a marathon or you know and you <laughs> that's a funny image you haven't taken care of these your health in order to accomplish this other major goal, do you know what I mean? So, are you looking at me like that didn't make sense? No, no. Oh, really. Okay, I couldn't tell what you were thinking right then. <laughs> Usually, I can. not I was but... still
1: thinking about myself with you know broken legs and arms trying to run
0: for. Oh yeah, painful, right? There's there's probably a would you rather in there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. So here's here's your task. After you've assessed where you are and where you want to be on page one, and you've really thought through being quantifiable and specific with your SMART goals. On page three, I want you to start outlining goals for yourself. And you'll see that you there's room to do that in every single category. And then there's a space to say, by when? When do I want to achieve this? Right? And then the final category you see, if you can kind of check off or put an asterisk, if it's a smart goal. So as you write them all out, as you do like the the time restraint, as you get really specific, as you make them resonant, just go back through and kind of look at that smart goal cheat sheet and go, <clears throat> did I does it yes, it fill it it follows that acronym. Okay, perfect. Perfect, perfect. That way you're more likely to accomplish it. Yeah. Now, for an additional level, additional layer to this, when you have outlined in the column by when when you've put that date down then i want you to book out a time in your in the next week where you are going to take this sheet and you're going to put it into your calendar so if we're taking that example of the Disneyland passes right i would then Go to my calendar, and I would look at, okay, when can I... Okay, I can I have some free time tomorrow. I can go online and get the Disneyland passes for the family. Perfect. All right, so when do I have some time to plan these dates? Okay, let me put a a date on the schedule with my husband and my fictitious kids, and we are going (laughs) to look at what would be good times to plan these throughout the year, and then Uh you fucking book them. Right. Right? So for us planning a huge goal that our by when is fall of 2017. We're a little bit loose there. Um, And that's depending on other factors that will surface throughout the year. So we have devised all of a to-do list of things that need to happen by that time. And so we've kind of created these various buckets of sub-goals that filter underneath that big goal, but they're all plugged into calendars like we have you know uh we put into the calendar when house repairs were being done mm-hmm. we we did this a little bit last year where we had this weekend we're cleaning out the garage this weekend we're cleaning out the kitchen area and we did purges but that would have never happened if we didn't take these goals and actually filter them into our schedule yeah so you've heard me say this a million times the most important things in your life go on your calendar, period. That's
1: so true. If, and for me, if it's not on my calendar, it usually doesn't get done.
0: Ever, right. Yeah. Or your to-do list or whatever you tend to right. regularly like that. So this goal setting that you're doing right now What does that look like for you? For me, I do everything on Google Calendar. I know you do too. And my tasks are also in Google Calendar. But I have to break down a lot of this stuff and fuse them into my planning or else they won't get done. Mm -hmm. And sometimes I even have to set up dates for planning.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: So I go, you Mm -hmm. know, okay, and some of my colleagues and I will do this together each year where we plan out our future marketing calendars or what we're going to launch or what we're going to, classes we're going to teach or workshops or retreats all of that stuff has to be calculated, right? But that doesn't, I can't just sit down and do that on a Sunday night. That needs a fucking like three days. Yeah. So I have to book that out in my calendar for planning, right? So... Your situation is going to be different. You're going to know how much time you need. But you have to take this beyond just this planning guide and infiltrate your calendar, your planning system, whatever that looks like. And if you don't have one, it might be a perfect opportunity to start. And if you're super old school, I mean, Post-it notes, whatever. I don't give a shit. Like, who does who who doesn't have a calendar? My brother
1: <laughs>
0: drives me fucking nuts. My I'm like, best
1: friend's husband is bad at calendaring, also.
0: I'm like, how how do you how do you live life? <laughs>
1: I know it's crazy. it
0: blows my mind. So anyway, and they get they get shit done, but anyway. So please be sure that you set aside that time now. Finally. The next two pages in your planning guide are really about 2016 in review. Now, I cannot underline this enough. You will most likely download this planner. You'll be all excited and you will skip the last two pages because the last two pages are woo-woo and it's, they, it's oh, that's not going to help me. That's not going to help me lose weight. That's not going to help me start my business. Listen to me. You have to Reflect on what has transpired in 2016. You have to applaud yourself. You have to take time to celebrate because here's what happens. We become hamsters on this hamster wheel where we are having this perpetual chase of the next goal, of the next accomplishment, and we do not stop and sit and relish what we have achieved.
1: Uh, I was going to say, I think it also gives... More enunciation on the R in smart goals, right? Because if you if you look at what you've done this year and what you want to accomplish the next year, you start getting some resol- uh, resol- uh, What was it? Um, resonance. Resonance. Yeah. You start getting some resonance, and you start going. Oh, that's why I'm going after this because in 2016, this is what I did. Right. Right.
0: Well, and I think that oftentimes we're so acutely focused on what we haven't done, you know? Like for me, I'm like, okay, I really, really need to change some health stuff. I need to get back into my fitness routine. I need to get back into healthy eating. So, of course, I'm all forward planning looking at that. But I've really had to force myself to stop and go look at what you fucking created in 2016, yeah. in your business, in your marriage, in your decisions about moving across the country, in philanthropy, and, you know, and all of these areas, but we're so focused on what we haven't done. And again, like we've talked about a million times on this pod, what we all really want is just to feel good. So take some time to stop and relish and celebrate I love it and actually feel good otherwise I mean those goals are going to be there we got plenty of time in 2017 and you got plenty of time to hustle and to check off the boxes but you absolutely must celebrate the journey on your way there or else it's all for naught yeah. or else it's just a bunch of check boxes that's it Yeah. There's no resonance, like you were saying. So you'll see there's questions for you to reflect on. What are you the most proud of in 2016? What was your biggest lesson learned in 2016? That's a great one. That's a good one. What word or theme would you use to describe the role that 2016 played in your life and why? Like we often will talk about 2014 was a huge growth year for us. That's, That's the year that was growth for us. It was a big year, yeah. 2015 and 16 was very much rebuilding for me. And Mm -hmm. and I think some for you too. But I would say 2016 for you. I don't know. You couldn't decide on a word. But I would say flourish. I feel like you fucking flourished in 2016. You know what's
1: interesting is a lot of people, I've even seen like a hashtag, you know, fuck 2016 because all these, you know, famous people are dying and so much crap has happened in 2016. But in my personal life, like I have flourished. I've done really well. But in my in the external world there's been so much go on in 2016 like it's that's been right. a crazy year so um
0: so stand outside of that that's a yeah. lot of hoopla that's a lot of fucking noise and sure the state of the nation is what it is the state of the world is what it is and you can be compassionate for that plight and applaud yourself for what you personally accomplished this past year right both can exist exactly both can exist and so then you'll see also in the final two two questions the final page of your planner use the space below to list out all the accomplishments from 2016 that you want to celebrate and I would also add this is something that you and I love to do is we do something celebratory every time it's called for sorry if you guys can hear that really loud helicopter I it um it it's probably sounds like I'm farting because it's like... <laughs> 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 but we we try to always celebrate because that's a part of the relishing, you know? So uh, little things that happen will be like, okay, we need to really toast to that or we need to go to dinner and celebrate that. Or yep. Here I... Tr- you know, just this past month I treated my myself to a bunch of stuff based off of some accomplishments that I had. It's important to celebrate. Yeah. And then finally... Hopefully that this podcast has been influential in this category. But how have you grown over the past year? Who have you become? What is what is different about the you hearing this now than the you a year ago? Mm-hmm. What's different? And so please don't don't skirt that. I I can't emphasize that enough. And again, like like you were talking about before, it's like our society is. Give me a pill for that. I want to fix that. I want to just do that. I can't remember if that was this pod or last pod. But talking about how we don't, let, we, we don't want to sit with emotion. We don't want to sit and celebrate. We want to accomplish the next thing. Right. We Far want to the do that. And then that's why we have all these people wondering why the fuck they're not happy. Yeah. Why they don't like themselves. Why they don't love themselves. People, I'm telling you what to do. Do it. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Just do it. So again, if you have listened to this and you have not retrieved your, your guide, please do so. Again, it's at thejoyjunkie.com slash one eight three.
1: I'm going to download mine right now.
0: Baby. That's awesome. Yeah, I can I can just give you one. You're
1: you gonna cool. give me one? Yeah. Okay.
0: Yeah, I'll have I'll have my assistant email it to you. <laughs>
1: ah, there you go.
0: Ew.
1: Pretentiousness. I know it's Dripping so, off of her words. Oh, it's
0: gross. So gross. All right. So I think that is everything. And remember to give yourself lots of celebration and compassion. And please break things down into baby steps. That's another huge piece of your planning process. So
1: true. You know, just to add to that, what I do is I look at each month and I take those eight categories and I say, okay, what can I do each month that will get me closer to where I want to be by the end of the year? That's great. And then I say, okay, now I've got these things for the month. Where do I put them on my calendar? Yeah. What week does this go in? Like if I've got a house project and I want to renovate the kitchen. Yep. Or whatever. um, I'm like, okay, first this has to happen. Then this has to happen. And I set a plan. I kind of reverse engineer. Right. And then you put those dates in your calendar. That's right. It's so important to do that.
0: It would never happen. I mean, imagine if we just said, let's fix up the house this year.
1: What does that mean exactly?
0: Right? Right? Exactly. Like, Not Is a that new
1: curtains or is that, you know, renovating a bathroom? Right. Right? And when. Yeah.
0: Yeah. All right. So hopefully this has been helpful for you guys. And next week we'll have a hugely exciting announcement. I have one of my famous free workshops being announced Ew, next tune week. Tune in next week, peeps. To find out all about it. We've been having just nonstop free shit alerts lately. Oh, I wow. mean.
1: I know. All about the free shit alert.
0: Yeah. There's just fsa we need yeah that's what i put <laughs> on my notes fsa yeah, yeah that's how i record it anyway all right so we love you guys to pieces if you enjoy the show please give us a, a rating on and a review on itunes it's really truly helps us and we're not about begging and so we will please. see you and we will see you around these parts next week here is to loving and living your most badass life
1: mr and mrs smith out